Hey everybody, welcome to the Threecast. I'm your host this week, Matthew Weber. I am joined by Mr. Vincent Hoy. Hey. And Ricky Williams is here. Holy what up? Shit. What up? Uh, yeah, all three of us, two times in a row. <laughs> two times in a row, fellas. And we, didn't, we didn't even skip a week. I mean, we, I mean, we did skip a week, but it was like we were so close Christmas. to skip. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I think it's time for a break. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so this is the three cast. We review things. Um, most of the time it's movies. Uh, this is the three cast. We podcast about shit. That's usually what we do, yes. Uh, sometimes we do comics, like this week. We did a, if you really want to call this a comic, you could call it a oh, comic. Oh, whatever. It's in comic form. <coughs> uh, this is badass shit. Um, anyway, so it's called I Hate Fairyland. This was Ricky's um, pick. So we're going to let, all right, so Ricky, in a, a paragraph or less, um, <laughs> would you please describe what this comic is about, please? Okay, so, um, so Scotty Young is like the best artist creator out there. Um, love his uh, his stuff. If you've ever read um, Rocket uh, Raccoon, he does. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like the last volume before the current one. If there's one going on now, anyways, love his stuff. It's just hilarious it's lighthearted. like you know comics right now are very they have very long arcs they have villains that you hate it's a very you know story that weaves in and out it it becomes you know it, it's not like in the old days it was a very lighthearted issue to issue kind of thing um and that's what i find his stories are they're very playful very funny very lighthearted like I'm reading them and I can find myself laughing. Um, I hate Fairland is is very in the mad type of um, style. If you've ever read Mag- Mad Magazine, it's kind of gross. It's kind of funny. You see brains oozing out of characters, half head heads being blown off. Um, it's about little yeah, you know, really hearted stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about the little girl who falls down. Uh, or gets pulled down some hole into Fairyland. After 30 years, she she her body doesn't age, so she still looks like a little nine-year-old or something. But her mind is like a 30-year-old, um, and it's her quest to find her way out and back to the real world. That's okay. what this thing is about, Vince. Why don't you tell us what you thought of this comic? Okay, so. Um... It's really hard for me to assess what demographic it's supposed to be for because I think it actually is meant for like 11 to 12 year olds. And, and I say this with the following reasons, right? A, it's trying to be badass and cutting edge by like the over the top gore, very much like Cracked and Mag magazine back in the day, right? I get that. But you notice that they actually still kind of refrain from dropping real F-bombs or real significant swear words. And it's not because Image Arts is beholden to the comic books authority like Marvel or DC, right? So the reason why is because it's meant for kids that really want to kind of get their badass fixes. Now, the storyline, I, I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a very comic strippy thing. Like, um, I would see this as an ongoing comic strip. I couldn't see this. I, again, Ricky, I, I don't know anything about this comic. Like, this comic is like an ongoing series or is it a set series? It's ongoing. Okay. So I don't know how much you could actually milk out of this. Um, I think that they're, like, the only thing that they could actually do 
Uh, I, I don't know where it is right now, but I'm assuming that every issue, it will always start off with the narration person getting killed in the first two or three pages, uh, based on the ones that we've read. Um, it will also have a notable um, person from one of the fairy tales come in, or a permutation of a person from a fairy tale come in as a villain in some way. Um, it makes for a um, anti-hero or an amoral character. Like the fact is that she's not a good person, nor is the villain, um, the, the the other witch or, or fairy. Um, and yeah, sorry, yeah, Claudia. And the idea behind it is that it's supposed to be a little bit distressing. So it's, it it challenges the norms of your you know typical. Uh, elementary school kind of reading of things, right? With the black and white bad guys wearing the white hats, or sorry, black hats and white guys wearing the white hat, uh, white hats, sorry, white guys, no, good guys wearing the white hats, that kind of thing, right? Um, but it's so clear to me that it reads as like a 12 or 13 year old that's just is able to sneak in this thing into the school to for reading time to really, you know, in, encourage literacy. The, the plot itself is going to get thin, at least from what I've read so far. I've read all three of the things, that the first three. Um, the art I get, um, the, the sexual and the drug innuendo is, is okay. Um, I do have a couple of questions later on about how this story will evolve because it is getting to the point where you're talking about, even though this girl is like 30 years old, right, or 30-something years old, she's still in the body of a little kid. So whether you're showing a little kid eating, as they say, the dickheads, um, uh, that was a little bit weird to me. Like she was literally eating dickheads um, at some point. And uh, there's no uh, question about the kind of uh, sexual innuendo there. And you just got to keep in mind, yes, she is 30 years old, but no, she's made to look like a nine-year-old. And yeah, she drinks, she does drugs and all that stuff. But there's so many weird things that it's like trying to push the boundaries to be badass, but it's, it's I can't see it being anything more than just simply like, you know, that kid trying to be cool. So that that's my take on it. I'm not I'm, I'm not a big fan of the stories. I'm uh, the, the there's no real rhyme or reason. Nothing compelling. The artwork isn't um, especially um, incredible. I appreciate the the level of detail. I appreciate the gore, but I mean you compare it to a lot of the other comic bookie, and I mean comic strip, like, you know, funny comic uh, kind of styles, as opposed to like the, you know, Jim Lee kind of, uh, kind of more realistic stuff. I, I still look in that, in that framework that it's still not that great. I know that that's stuff that I could see my kids doodling in the, in their sketchbooks at school. So, it, you know, it's something that you would either be reading scrawled in like an art class or, or maybe an art class bathroom stall because um, of the, the, the topics. Um, but it's it's like you know I can see it as a one-off strip. Like every week, I can read this in the comic strip, and I'd be like, it's good. Like Mother Mother Goose and Grimm, or something like that, right? Like where it's kind of like edgy, but kind of like drawn humorously. I get that. I'm not sure if you can make an entire comic book series on that. So not a, not a super fan of it, but it's not completely train wreck. It's not like it's rabbits and Nazis or something. Or sorry, cats and Nazis. Was it cats? Uh, and Nazis? I'm never gonna live that down, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so That's I'm. Gonna... I'm with you, Vince. But first, what, what would you give this a score? Uh, maybe three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I'm with you. I don't think that now that I know from Ricky that this is an ongoing comic book arc, uh, I don't, I don't see it. Um, just mainly, cause I, I can, I can see them maybe doing ten issues. You know, because you could have the conflict between uh, Gertrude and Joy, which is what we saw in the last one that we read. Um, you can have that go on for a little while, but eventually it's going to get very, very repetitive. Um, 
I mean, there's there's only so much of her going ape shit on everybody that you can, you know, can be funny. She um, killed the moon in the first issue, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have something to say about that in, in a minute. There, there's a there's a couple parts of this that I found absolutely hilarious. So um, right, so you were talking about her eating dickheads. Right after that, she's like shrooms or whatever, and then she goes on like you know, like she's high or whatever. That's hilarious. Like, I think the color mauve is stupid. I'm not inviting it to my 14th birthday party. <laughs> like, like something like that. That's pretty funny. And, and then in this, I think it's the same one. Maybe it's or maybe it's the second one. Uh, the little fly dude, Larry. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Oh, I found it." I was like, "Oh, you found the key?" No, you didn't find the key. I found my lighter, and then the little lighter says "Super Fly" on it. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, so there was those little moments there where you know, like, oh, that's kind of funny. Um. But I didn't read this. Going, okay, so I had um, like negative uh, expectations going into this because I looked at the cover a couple weeks ago. I was like, "This is going to be god awful, Ricky." I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. Uh, <laughs> you're getting voted off the island because this is this is going to be terrible. Um, <laughs> this is the guy who brought a comic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> Never going to live that down. Man. My my, uh, my defense of that is I hadn't read it before I signed it. So um, this one. You had read it, I'm assuming. So that was my that was my uh, faux pas. Um, anyways, I you know I went into this with so low expectations, it couldn't help but beat those expectations. So um, I actually did read all three of them because, like I said, there was those moments that were actually you know kind of funny. Um, but it's very juvenile humor, obviously. Um, it's not going into this comic taking one look at the cover of issue one. And having high expectations of this being high class comic book literature or whatever um, is it, just deluding yourself. It's, it was never going to be anything more than what it is, and um, and I respect that. You know, it's not. I don't think they're trying. I don't think the the writer, or the 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 um, the artist was trying to be anything than just a, a raunchy teenage humorish uh, kind of um, comic book strip i think is what we call this um but trying to then go through and make it into something that can continue on for you know 70 issues or something is just is that's deluding themselves um it's never going to happen uh, or i don't even, maybe it already has happened and it's just gotten really bad i don't know um all right so uh one problem one way they could have made this better in my opinion um is uh, had the ability to make the the narrator a bigger part of it because I think they killed the, killed the narrator guy off a little bit too soon in all three of them because ha having the narrator and Gertrude having like a breaking of the fourth wall every so often just to be kind of funny would have been would have made the comic a little bit better because you know that some kind of interaction between the you know uh, the narrator and Gertrude would have been kind of funny other uh, but they they ended it way too soon in my opinion and that because that could have been a lot a lot more entertaining. Um, other than just oh, I'm just gonna smash the dude in the first two pages or whatever. That that's just a waste of a character, and they could have uh, drawn a lot more humor out of that. Anyway, so I don't know if it would have made it the plot any better. Probably not, but still, um, the art is you know whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not an art critic, so I don't know. Um, I, out of five, I would give this probably a two, maybe just a little bit lower than a two. It's it was it was funny in places, but it's not something that I'm going to continue reading. So, um, Ricky, uh, okay. obviously you so, love, you think this is the shit, so go give it a ten. 
Um, okay, so first, uh, the, the artist, um, Scotty Young, like I, like I said, I love his stuff. Um, for me, when, when I approach this, like, okay, so first of all, this is a, cre he created this comic. Mm -hmm. um, and his thought, he has a little kid, and he has to watch, um, you know, shows with his little kid, read books to his little kid sometimes and you know his thought was like what is the like what is the shit that you're reading to these little kids like his stories and so he decided to kind of poke fun at it for me like i said okay i love you know i love my avengers i love um you know batman um and uh, okay actually superman i don't really like douchebag batman um, <laughs> Superman and the oh, Justice League. Oh, um, say that every time. <laughs> but, but like I said, that stuff, you know, like, it's very, can't say dark, it's very serious. Like, um, you know, like I said, there's tons of arcs that stretch, you know, I mean, look at Civil War, that is like a shitload of comics. Um, Dude, you you know, there's House like of M, there's... Um, Darkest um, you know, like uh, you could go on and on about these arcs and they stretch on and on. Like it, it becomes basically a, a soap opera. Like it's, it's very realistic-ish in comic book terms. It's very serious. It has a very serious undertone. Like, you know, when I, like I like that, I like to read that. But at some times when I read comics, I just want to laugh. I just want to enjoy it. Like, um, for instance, uh, there's um, Bizarro um, that was done in DC in their new uh, stuff. Um, and it's a very comic booky style. It's not the ultra-realistic, you know, type of style. It, it's very comic-y. Um, and I love it. It's funny. It makes you laugh. Um, the, the Rocket Raccoon series that Scotty Young did, again, I love that to death. Like, I've never, like, that was probably the first, um, series that I read where I actually was reading a comic book and I was laughing and, like, snickering at the jokes on the train. Like, like, that is, to me, I enjoyed that. Like, for it to, actually pull me out of it and for me to laugh at it not just find it funny but not laugh because where i am or you know like not you, you actually you find it funny but you, you're not at the point where it's so funny you have to laugh um and for this for me when i read it um you know like it's already gone it's already on the second volume right now um like you guys you know, when it progressed, I was like, I was getting scared. Because like I said, I like the story. I like the artist. But I thought, okay, how far is this going to go? Um, like, you know, eventually she's going to kill half these guys. She's going to kill Claudia. So what then? And then he brought in the new girl from from Earth. And then I said, holy shit, like I didn't even see that coming. And then after the new girl you know, Claudia got fragged, and so now Gertrude is the queen of Fairyland. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, uh, all the time when I watch shows on TV, some shows, from the name, they just sort of put an expiry date on the show. And yet still, they go season to season because they kind of morph it in ways I didn't even think. I, I'm thinking, okay, how the hell can they change this to make it interesting? And they come up with shit that I didn't even think of. And I'm like, holy crap. And I can see that with this because, you know, you like you're saying it gets repetitive, but I can see it going to a point where, hey, she does find the key and she goes back to Earth, but she's this 30-year-old woman trapped in this nine-year-old body. Her parents already moved out of the house. Maybe her parents are dead or whatever. And she's like, what the fuck? I don't want to live here anymore. Now she's trying to get back to Fairyland. Or I can see where, you know, her parents have a kid. And, and like, there's a, just a whole bunch of scenarios that you can't even think of. And they could go there. And it does make it because this character is just not what you expect. Like, you know, she's finding guns and blowing people's head off without giving a fuck, right? It's like, it's the kind of thing where when you start, you know, three issues in, you don't expect, you know, the narrator to get killed. You don't expect one of the main actors or characters to get killed. It, it's kind of like um, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Who expected a couple episodes in for Ned Stark to get killed? And he does. It's like all the characters are so disposable that you're just like, what the fuck? How are they going to do this? You know what I mean? I mean, that, like, that's the way I see it. Um, the humor to me is kind of like Mag Mad Magazine. And like I said, I don't read it in a serious vein where I would look and be like, holy shit, like, this is a nine-year-old's body. I totally read it as, yeah, she is this 30-year-old who swears and who drinks and takes drugs and, and blows people's head off. So it's like, you know, maybe that's just the way I see it. I take what she says and morphs the actual character. But for me, whatever she does, it doesn't really bug me because I, I don't, see it as oh this is a nine-year-old regardless of her mindset or how she talks right um you know that's maybe that's just the way i see it um you know whatever but i mean for me i would definitely give it a nine and a half out of ten just because i never give anything a perfect but i mean like i said the difference is i've already read the first volume right so for me it's something that like I said, if I can sit on a train and I'm reading it and I laugh, like that is, it blows my mind to me. That's just really good. So you're telling me that it doesn't get repetitive at all? Because it, it, just even the three issues that we read, it seems like it's, it's almost like a formulaic thing. Like within the first three or four pages, the narrator will introduce and get killed, which then allows us to see her violent side. Yeah, then but see, that's the one I read it. It's like... The thing is, I don't care about the narrator. Right? No, but I'm not I, 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 I read it to enjoy seeing someone's head get blown off. Like, I see her shooting the moon and the stars, and that's funny to me. And right? Like, it, it's like when you watch Game of Thrones, and 
you see, like, in the very first episode, they had kids who were dead hanging from a tree. Like, when the fuck do you ever see on TV kids? Like, you see women get killed, men get killed, teenagers get killed. No one touches kids because kids is just kids, right? And when you see that, it's like, holy shit, like, did they really do that? You see incest, and it's like, wow, like, no, no one does that on TV. So for me, I'm not saying that's the thing. For me, it's, it's not really repetitive because I, I read it to enjoy the laughs, to enjoy, like, who's she going to kill next? What way are they going to kill the narrator? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just read it for it to be funny. See, I, I think that that's just like the, the kind of slapstick humor, right? Like, you know that at the end of the day, when you go and see a Dumb and Dumber movie or something, it's going to be like, the, the plot's not going to be there, but you're going to see like one or two things, like something about Mary, something that's gross out funny, something like, you know, the gel or something. And I get that. Like, there's the extreme, the slapstick, the kind of juvenile humor, right? And I get why you'd want it. I, listen, I like Beverly Hills Ninja, right? I mean, <laughs> it's like a stupid movie, but you'll watch it just because. But I, all I was saying is that I find that... Um, the hardest part, the hardest comic I think to write right now is Batman. And I'll tell you why. Because it's difficult to create mysteries that are not like, oh, there's a plot twist ending or that, you know, it's going to be this guy. That's the thing that makes Batman, writing Batman things hard because there's only so many mystery storylines that he can trace through, the writers can write, write through before it's like, God damn it, it's really hard. And I think in the case for the Fairyland stuff, it's, it's, it's actually just r- rinse and repeat. There is no clarity on just like the challenges that the off the writers will have to do um to, to kind of make it more engaging of a storyline like again i don't know anything else i appreciate why you'd want to watch it like it's a good comedy thing if that's the thing then that's great but i'm just talking about the repetition of, of elements i'm also talking about just the nature of uh like what draw what drew you to scotty young I, so i'm actually quite curious because um, i just like his art style like he's done a bunch of covers um, you know, I I like his twist on the different heroes. Like, I mean, you know, Iron Man. Sure, I can see different covers, different variants of Iron Man. You know, wow, I I know who Iron Man is. I see the movie, but you you draw a young version, it, it makes it a little more fun. It it makes it a little more entertaining. It. You know what I mean? It's like young versions of the X Men. Like, is it, is it like is it like I, I again? I don't know Scotty Young's art aside from what I'm just looking up online, and it seems like he's like doing a super deformed baby characters or baby versions of a lot of these guys. But is is that the thing that he does in like real comics though? That he actually goes and makes all of like Iron Man, Superman, or, or Spider Man? No, he doesn't. He doesn't like for he's done covers, and that's kind of his style is to do the baby versions. Mm. Um, but books that he's done, like I said, the the Rocket Raccoon, it's not like it's a baby version of Rocket Raccoon. It's not cutesy stuff. Yeah, no, I'm saying it's not that the actual book is like that. It's the actual Rocket Raccoon. Um, but his style is very, um, it's very cartoon like. It's very. Um, you know, like like I said, if like a comic like Batman, um, like a comic like Avengers, it's very reality like. Um, you know what I mean? Even though it's superheroes and whatever, 
it's still actual people and the more realistic they can make them seem you know what i mean he does more stuff like rock your raccoon or something where you know you you know you would have to kind of it it's more imagination more fantasy you know what i mean like a talking raccoon who frags people you know what i mean you're not going to draw an actual real life looking raccoon with a gun you know what i mean so that's kind of his style is more more cartoon like okay okay well, that's all we can really say about this comic man like <laughs> well i mean for me the thing is when i read it it's like a break like if i'm reading a whole set of comics i'm reading spider-man i'm reading batman i'm reading you know superman whatever it this is a break it's not just book after book is this serious shit it's like fighting the villain it's like because you you know that no superhero ever wins they just temporarily win until the next villain comes along the next arc or an along. old villain comes back from the dead yeah like i want to actually laugh to actually enjoy something and that's what this gives me is reading you know arc after arc on the same day i read this and it's kind of light it's kind of funny it, it's enjoyful no and i get that i like it like, i like it to a video game like there's the rpg which is like an in-depth story and then this is more like a driving game where you're just, you know in and out right Smash stuff. right I'm, I'm like something like that okay. yeah, yeah yeah all right get this into the uh, you guys got picks of the week for me yep go ahead ricky, ricky go ahead <laughs> so my pick is um, Virtual Box. It's a it's a virtual um, virtualization application like VMware, like uh, Fu uh, Fusion. I think it's called Fusion, or maybe that's VMware or Parallels. I mean, sorry. Um, I've used VMware in the past. I've used Parallels briefly. I mean, it's nothing special, but it's free. That's what I really like about it is that it's free so you know for a free thing you would expect that it's really crappy but this is actually really polished i mean it comes from oracle so it's not like it's um you know no name whatever um your os if you're putting it in there yes you do have to have a license so when i say it's free i don't mean that you can boot up windows for free if you do windows yes you have to have a license um, but it is nice. Um, it is nice to have a free um, sort of, what would they call it? virtualization program that you can run on your Mac or your Linux or whatever and boot into multiple OSs. Yes. Well, well, box is very good. Fence. All right. So I used to make fun of these things when I first saw them, but I actually ended up getting it. It's the uh, Leaf. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Remember, I got a crappy 16 gig phone because I had no choice. I a 16 gig regular one or like the 64 gig rose gold. And I was like, forget that. I'm not going to take the rose gold. Couldn't stand the uh, pink, huh? I, well, I can't see color. Oh, is that pink? <laughs> rose gold. <laughs> rose gold. I don't see color. But I just didn't want to even have a stigma, right? So, anyways, I got this and it cost like, what, I think 30 bucks or something. But then. It was a fire sale on 128 gig uh, cards for like 30 bucks at Best Buy. So for like 60 bucks, this thing, 
I just like blew up my capacity. It works on iPhones, it works on iPads. Like I'm just plugging this away. I'm like any movies or anything, I just put it on and you know, I'm on the subway. I used to do yeah. subway. Now I'm, just, I'm one of those guys that's actually watching movies. How how is it like like when you store stuff, do you have to use a special application or can you yeah. just simply drag the stuff onto it? Like how yeah, so 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 when you're on the actual computer, you plug this into a computer. Like there's another one version that's like a USB one, but I can just take out the SD card and plug in. But um, it effectively allows you to just click and drag your movies into the into a separate directory, and it'll automatically detect when you plug it into your iPhone or iPad what the movie files are. Right? And let's go. You want to watch those movies, right? But I, uh, to be fair, it also is a little bit of a clunky interface um, with the. It's called the Leaf app, and it is a little bit clunky because like you have to select certain files to transfer. But admittedly, I'm not really into manipulating file management on the on the actual portable device. I do it on the computer, so that's even better. Um, when you plug this in, it's also really good because it auto detects it and starts automatically backing up if you want, right? I got 128 gigs. It's really nice that I can clear off. Because remember, I only got 16 gigs on my phone. Automatically plugging this in, it clears up, gives me at least another two or three gigs worth of space on my phone, which is invaluable, right? And you know, when I'm watching a movie or something, just pull this up, plug it in. I don't have to worry about carrying like you know twenty gigs of like you know the most recent downloads or something. Yeah, I asked because I got the iStick. Oh, is that good? The same. It's garbage. Oh, really? It's the biggest piece of shit that I've ever bought, which is why I asked you. Why? Um, the drive was total crap. I've tried to use it on computers. Computers won't even read it. Really? Um, yeah, I won't read it. I can't format it. I can't use it for anything. Oh. Um, the iPhone uh, was useless. The app stopped working from like iOS seven, I think. Wow. Like it just would crash every time you launch it. How many gigs? I, I wrote. Well, I got a sixty-four because oh. I had a sixty-four phone, right? Um, I just wanted to double the capacity, yep. and I wrote into them a bunch of times. No answer. I think the last time they updated the app was like iOS 9. I figured, oh, okay, good. They updated it. Maybe now it'll work. No, still crashed every time I launched it. Oh, it was just a useless piece of garbage. <laughs> well, I actually have no problem with this thing. It's not that bad. But to be fair, it's just the design of it. I'm not sure if you see it. It's like a little J, right? Yeah, yeah. It will flush right up against your phone because it tries to accommodate for people with various case sizes. Yeah, um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. It is a little bit chunky because it adds yeah. like chunk to your phone. If you slide it in too fast, I've had this thing pop off. That's not bad though, because I wish I would have brought the the eye stick that I left it at work because it's just, but it's fat, and yeah. it plugs into the bottom of it. So basically, imagine plugging a USB stick into the bottom of your phone. That's what it would look like. Um, and then it also for cases, like if you have a case on your phone, you got an expander, so it has lightning on one end, and then a lightning receptacle where you plug the stick into it. It was, yeah. And I bought it straight off Kickstarter or whatever the hell they had it on. Oh, that's where you went wrong. <laughs> Is Kickstarter still a thing? I mean, uh... all right. Um, so as you guys know, I'm a NaNoWriMo fanatic who's never won ever. Yeah. Um, and it's getting close. It's getting close. We're just we're less than a month away. Um, and so I'm going to do something different this week, this year. I've never outlined beforehand. Um, usually, just usually just on November first, I just start writing. I don't know what I'm going to write. I just do something. 
Um, uh, but this year I'm going to do something different. So I was looking for a good outlining app, and there are tons and tons of them, but the problem is they're all on Apple, on Macintoshes. Um, <laughs> and as everybody knows, uh, unfortunately, I'm stuck on a Windows 10 machine. Um, and when just, and despite, you know, years and years of everybody hearing that uh, Windows has all the applications you could ever need, they're wrong. Um, <laughs> they're just wrong. Uh, so there's no really good outlining apps out there that are specifically for, like, story outlinings or whatever. Um, so, like, I really wanted to use one that not only could I outline in, but then I could go ahead and just write it, write my story in there, too. Like, on, uh, on um, Mac, there's Scrivener. Um, which is really good. It's also free. So, um, but there's not really any good ones out there for Windows, at least that I found. Um, so I had to look at free options, and surprisingly, the best outliner, note-taking kind of thing that I found was uh, Microsoft's OneNote. Now I've used Evernote before, yes. and I don't care about friend. Yeah, I, I don't care for it that much, uh, mainly because I, I just don't care for the design of the application. Not that it doesn't have all the features that sh that I want. Um, but OneNote actually has all those features, um, and I think it's better designed. Um, and also, because I'm uh, a dedicated Windows user, however reluctantly, um, <laughs> this syncs into OneDrive, which is what I use for all my online storage now because it's just so damn cheap. Because all right, So I have to have uh, uh, Microsoft Office, right? And in order to get Microsoft Office, now you have to pay like $100 a year. But with that $100 a year, not only do you get all the Office applications you could ever want, but you also get a terabyte of storage for up to five users. So each one of those five users gets one terabyte. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's 100 bucks a year. That's way cheaper than Dropbox, way cheaper than Google. Um, well, actually, what is the cost right now? Like Google, for example, what is the cost? What would the rate be? Uh, I don't know. Um, Google Drive prices. Let's see if I, how, how fast. Okay, because I, I don't, honestly don't know, because I'm a prof and I get unlimited, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't even know what this is now. <laughs> Sorry. As he All looks right, so, down on us mere mortals. It's <laughs> problems, man. So for one terabyte at Google Drive, it's $10 a month. So it'd be $20 more than what Google charges and or than what Microsoft charges. And like I said, this that one terabyte is for five people. So each one gets their own terabyte. Plus, on top of that, you get the... You know the office applications. Anyways, OneNote is what what I'm recommending. It not only allows you to um, like uh, outline or whatever, but it has a lot of interesting things. Like if if you're taking notes in like a class or whatever, you can set it to go through and record the like if you're on like a laptop, it can record the lecture for you, and then it puts like a little um, it puts uh, it goes through and like puts little audio notations by the notes that go along with the certain top, like time frames. Yep. It's not it's it's not exact, but it's 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 very nice. It, it, or if you're like in a meeting or whatever, like sometimes I have to sit through, and like I don't that this way I can sleep through the meeting, um, and listen to it later. <laughs> uh, uh, so, anyways, um, OneNote it's free. Um, so you don't have to, OneNote is not part of the subscription service. So you can download OneNote for free on all of the things and use it, and it will still sync back and forth between devices. Um, there's no ads or anything like that, so like you don't have to put up with any ads. No limits and no limits. That's the best part. Yeah. Um, anyway, so one one notes my my. Uh, I'm glad. My you said that. I'm glad you said that because uh, some of my kids listening, 
Again, that if you're doing a master's degree and you have to write a thesis, OneNote, it's way better than Evernote on a lot of things. I know everyone likes using Evernote, but it's free. It has really? Because I, I thought they're going down the tubes. They know. are, but, but the thing is everyone still uses it, right? But, oh. man, oh man, OneNote, it's, it's not the best, like as Matt said. It's yeah, I love OneNote. I use that, like, and, and you can share between, like, you can share your notes. Like, my wife and I, we use it. Um, for uh, like to make lists of grocery yeah, lists, lists. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Uh, Christmas gift lists because you can both see when you check stuff off. You can, yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's a really nice app. Yeah, there's a there's an app on on Apple only pro uh, platforms called Notebook. It's by um, Circus Ponies. Yeah, um, yep, yep, not bad. Uh, old, yeah. old. It's very old. Yeah, yeah, it's been around forever and ever, and it's great except for it's only on Apple products, <laughs> and I can't use it. So, uh, I mean, I have a Macintosh back there grabbing dust, but it doesn't work. So I have to have a, something that works on Windows and works on Android, um, and OneNote. Right. Is, yeah, I mean, OneNote is just it's everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and, and it works. Except Linux. Yeah, Microsoft doesn't put anything on Linux other than no, no one ever. Actually, I don't think Microsoft doesn't have any any Linux products. Yeah. For Linux, you can right? get O Drive, which like syncs your your OneDrive. Well, yeah, but that's third party, right? That's somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying it's third party. God, I w if if uh, Microsoft put Office on Linux, I would. I would never use Windows again. <laughs> uh, well, they have promise, but they never deliver. Yeah, um, I, I don't like the free office products on Linux. I just I just mm -hmm. can't use the free Anyways, um, that is it for us. Uh, we actually did a whole forty minutes on that comic, and that surprised the shit out of me because that comic was bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the disparity in scores aside, I mean, really, I scored it a two, Vince scored it a three, and you scored it a nine and a half. Um, that's not right for us. That's not right for us. Yeah, I mean, we don't agree on anything. All right, anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Uh, the Threecast is at the Threecast on Twitter. Uh, I am at MTWB. Uh, Ricky is uh, Ricky underscore Williams1, and Vince is VWHUI. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Threecast. Um, I still don't know what the hell's going on with iTunes. Um, I'm still <laughs> fucking around with that. Um, apparently, I, I, I'm thinking about just signing up for like a new Apple account and huh. putting it under that and see if that will work. Um, but God, I hate having more accounts because that means I got to sign up for a new email address and remember another fucking password. And I hate Apple and I hate Windows. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna go live in a cabin with no internet. Uh, anyway, we'll be back in two weeks with Children of Men with uh, Clive Owen and Julian Moore. Uh, and a uh, whole bunch of other people. Babies are dying, people. Babies <laughs> are dying. Anyways, we'll see you next time. See you next time. All right. <laughs>